to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I have a pretty fantastic guest with me tonight. She's not only just a guest, she's, you know, I love her. She's a trainer. She works for a good feeling dog training. She's a beautiful human being and I'm grateful to know her and I want you all to know her better too. So Stephanie, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell the lovely listeners who you are. Hello everyone. Um, I'm Stephanie. I work with a good feeling dog training as a trainer um, in South down Denver, South Colorado. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Whatever that is. Um, I also have my own house called nail trimming service for dogs and cats. And I live with four of my own cats and three of my own mostly reactive dogs. (laughs) God. Okay. So, okay. So we need to hear about all of the cats. So name them. Oh boy. Okay. So we have, so the oldest is Sasha. She's our Bengal. She is 18 now. Uh, She's 18. It's it's amazing. She, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. She's, uh, she's, she's incredible. She lives a lot of her life in the basement and then I'll be like training the other cats and she just appears and she's part of the group and she's screaming for cookies. So it's really fun to see that in an 18 year old cat. (laughs) Um, and then we have Kuza and Zilly, who are both Bengal. No, they are Savannahs. Um, and they are um, aunt and niece. And Zilly is the reason why I started a lot of the training I've been doing with the cats lately, because she is like, she's the cat that like you look at and she like poofs and like her eyes are like saucers and her tail's like super wide. And she just like makes a run for it. Um, like running for her life. Um, and I've had her since she was eight weeks old and she has been like that since she was a kitten. That's why I ended up with her actually. Um, so I wanted to use what I'm learning and what I know now to kind of try and change that for her. Um, and then last but not least is Pocahontas, my little fuzzy mutt cat. <laughs> um, she is my, my baby. Um, surprisingly, I used to like say I was not a cat person. Um, I used to be afraid of cats as a child. Um, even though I like grew up with them, um, I was afraid that they were just going to bite me. Uh, but I obviously got over that. Um, Pocahontas was was my first she I actually knew her mom and then her mom got pregnant through you know belonged to a friend got pregnant and I have known Pocahontas since the day she was born and um so she's my little pride and joy and she's my uh Karen Pryor Academy cat training (laughs) tool right now so how special to know that like know her from the moment she was born yeah from like before and I loved her mom I had such like a special connection with her mom too and so being able to keep her and have that connection is just like amazing and she's oh my gosh she's so much fun she like she totally changed my mind about cats she's she's more like I raised her with the dogs with um Dakota my Sheltie and Tora my German Shepherd and so like she kind of just grew up thinking she was a dog (laughs) and so I love her. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. It's so funny. Like 
Corey, Corey, guys, for everyone listening, Corey is my husband and he uh, is allergic to cats, but we, we really want a cat. Like we both were like, let's be cat people. <laughs> so, I mean, on that note, my dad is severely allergic to all of the animals in our house. <clears throat> um, and one of the game changers for us that kind of like helped him be able to live with the cats was when we changed them from kibble to a raw diet. Um, so because a lot of the allergies come from the dandruff and their fur and that was like huge for us. I mean, he still has a hard time, but he like can live in the house with four cats. So <laughs> that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, super cool. Okay. So, um, we heard about your lovely cat. So I know a lot of the listeners follow you on the gram already, but for people who don't, can you talk about your current dogs? Yes. So I have a cowboy brown dog. He's my little chihuahua, Boston terrier mix. So I don't know. Precious. Adorableness. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's man. He's got quite the story. Um, he's my one and only foster fail from fostering briefly a few years back. Um, he, I just like fell in love with him and we connected. I've never had a dog smaller than um, a Sheltie so smaller than like 25 to 30 pounds I never thought I would have a little dog and <laughs> he changed that for me um, so he and he also came with a lot of challenges there was quite a, the first few years where I wasn't sure that he really was fit for our home um, just because he has a lot of resource guarding um, challenges and issues and would just attack the other animals and we had to work spent a lot of calls crying on the phone with trainers and my mentors back then and um a lot of time working with him but it was all worth it because oh my gosh he now lives happily with all of the other dogs and the cats in the house and we're thriving and giving him like I knew that if I just like sent him back or gate you know found him a new home again that he would just have those challenges in the new home and people would probably not give him that chance and work with him um <clears throat> if he had the issues again and then he would just go to another new home um and it was sad for me because he really does enjoy the other animals but he just you know has these moments where he can handle it and so helping him work through that has been one of my proudest accomplishments probably <laughs> um yeah so that's cowboy brown dog <laughs> Okay. And guys, he's so precious. So fun fact, when she was still fostering him, I strongly considered adopting cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> but it would have been perfect for you too, but. Yes. Okay. So, and then, um, okay. So uh, let's talk oh, freaking Dakota Sky. Let's Dakota Sky. She's my other pride and joy. They're all my pride and joys. Can't tell already. Um, Dakota, I've had her for almost 10 years now. I adopted her uh, my senior when I graduated high school in my senior year. So she's been with me through a lot of like adulthood growth and all that. She was my first puppy as a kind of adult. I don't know. Um, about pretend adult. Um I did a lot of things wrong with her in the beginning and <laughs> we had a lot of struggles. Um, and then I, she caused me to break my foot when she was about two years old and uh, that changed both of our lives because then I found the wonderful world of positive reinforcement training after that. Um, and now here we are. So although it was uh, not my proudest moment and was not happy with either of us. <laughs> um, 
it was definitely meant to happen. So meant to be. <laughs> so she's now almost 10 years old and we, we've ran agility a couple of years. We've never competed. We just do it for fun. Um, she's in my Karen Pryor Academy dog right now. And sorry, I'm looking at her just on the bed. <laughs> um, and she is just, she's incredible. She's taught me like almost ever when it comes to dog training and dogs in general, she's taught me so much. Yeah. And she's adorable and floofy to boot. Oh my gosh, seriously. There you go. Okay. And then uh, last but not least. Last but not least, Storm. Storm, so Storm, um, funny story, Storm is not actually my dog. Um, Storm is my dad's dog. Um, He came, we imported him from Czechoslovakia when he was 16 weeks old. He spent 16 hours on flight, on an airplane, um, traveling over. I think he stopped in like France or something, if I remember correctly. Um, and we like opened the crate and he was just covered in poop and pee and disgustingness. And he just like the happiest dog. He just came out just like so full of joy and so happy. And he's like been like that ever since. He's like the biggest goofball. Um <clears throat> But my dad travels for work and he's gone the majority of the time. So now he's gone all of the time. Um, so Storm is kind of now basically my dad. Um, so he's, um, he's also taught me a lot. He's quite reactive and it's a big challenge when it's, he's an 85 pound dark, um, pretty intimidating looking German Shepherd when you don't know him. If you know him, you know you should be more afraid of like the Sheltie than him because he's harmless. Um, <laughs> really, I like he would probably go home with like I don't know almost anyone. Um, but he doesn't love other dogs, and he really likes to make that known. So I've had to work through a lot of that, but we have made some monumental changes this year and grown so much and he is like he's kind of I'm so proud of him because he is like a he can like he has a brain now and he can like function and he can he listens and he interacts and engages and he loves training now and um he's incredible so yeah and it's been it's been pretty spectacular to see you all transform as a team because um okay so uh, guys, you're gonna have to forgive me here. I'm gonna have to try and do some math. Was it six? Was it how old is Storm now? Oh my gosh, he is seven. So was it six years ago that he did that group class I was teaching? Yeah, it was like yeah. when he was a baby. Yeah, <clears throat> right. And that was kind of like the early onset of like maybe Storm is more than just excited right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some that other stuff happening feelings. here. <laughs> yeah. So I mean then to now, like, I mean, it's so incredible the work that you've done with him. So, okay. So I, I want you to kind of share like the trajectory of your training journey for everybody listening. So like, obviously breaking the foot was like a pretty pivotal, pivotal moment, right? For you. And like, <laughs> yeah. ouch, like it's a bummer. It had to be, that painful, <laughs> yeah. but, but you know, yeah. you know, everything happens for a reason. And it sounds like yeah. it was pretty serendipitous that, you know, you learned about positive reinforcement from all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, so starting my dad's dog, I grew up with German Shepherds and my dad trained in Schutzend. Um, some of the first like uh malinois that came into the country i think i don't know he has some crazy story um but so he's always had a much more heavy-handed approach to training because that's what just was and is for majority of people today so, so for people who don't know what schutzen is can you just give like a brief overview of what that looks like 
Um, yeah, so a lot of um, fight work. So it's those guys all dressed up in the really big suits with their arms covered. And then the really intimidating, scary looking dog is racing towards them and launching himself and biting him. Um, it's a lot of that. Um, so like my dad's point of view growing up was like, this is either working dogs. They don't interact with the family. They are not family dogs. They train and they live in the kennel and like, that's it. Um, they're on prong collars, um, just a lot more harsh, intimidating methods, a lot of yelling and scolding and punishing the dog, not, showing the dog what to do um and so that's I mean that's all I knew that's what I grew up with and that was all I knew the training was when it came to dogs and I mean my dad was my dog training idol and so I was like well this is what he does this is what I do um so then with uh Dakota with my Sheltie I was I used those methods when she was a puppy I had her from eight weeks old and I used I had this ridiculous little choke chain for her like this I like looking back I'm like what like what is that even gonna I'm like so stupid but um so I used like I you know she would bar we take her out for walks and she would bark and I would just get so mad and frustrated and yell at her and like yank on her and I had like a little head halty on her at one point that didn't do anything um we were using the same with Storm, so he was on a prong collar. And then at the time, I had another female German Shepherd who I was, same thing with her, I was using a prong collar. Um, and so then, so Dakota was reacting to birds. We were kind of running for a second. She was having a reaction to birds on our walk, crossed underneath me. I was trying not to kill her as I went down and broke my foot instead. Um, and like in that moment, I was like, this has got to change. Like, this is not working. <laughs> um I was like why she was just like freaking out because birds are flying over us and I'm just like so mad and frustrated um a lot of that also with cowboys so when he first came into the house and when he was having these reactive moments and going after the other dogs and the cats and I would just like get so caught up in my ego and my own feelings and like get so mad at him and like why are you like this like why are you doing this and you know just get frustrated and put him in the kennel um and that just made all of that so much worse because he was like, he hates like doing that to him. He's the most sensitive little dog. And I didn't realize I like, like I said, I was caught up in my own ego. Um, and instead it needed to be like, okay, what is going on with him? Like, why is he doing this? Like, why is he feeling this way? Why is he feeling the need to react like this? So when I broke my foot with Dakota, I was like, this is all gotta change. <laughs> um, and I discovered some new people and positive reinforcement training. And it's, we have been that way ever since. Um, my journey has been a little bit in and out of the dog world and training world along with family business stuff. Uh, so it's been not until this past year that I've really been able to commit 100% to um, just working with dogs and cats, hopefully more. <laughs> um, so, and ever since, like, having the time to really do the management and the training and using all the tools and techniques that I've learned over the last few years and implementing it all, it has changed everything. Like, we, we were not a functional household with four cats and four dogs. Like, Storm's constantly chasing the cats everywhere, like, chaos, because, like, that was his job. And then I was constantly managing, like, Cowboy and Storm were separated 24-7 all of the time. So, like, having to shift around and manage dogs all the time and like never you know I there was nobody I really felt like I had few people I felt like I could like leave for vacation and leave them with so I was like no but this is like you can't risk anything like this is 
a lot. Um, so yeah, so being able to let go of all of that and like breathe in the house and we're all just living together peacefully and we all train together and we walk together and no more broken bones. Um, it's yeah, it's life-changing really. <laughs> it is. And it's profound. Right. And I think that what people don't recognize initially, right. Is that like dog training is much more about getting the animal to do what we want. It's, it's so much like digging deep inside of ourselves and like yeah. learning and growing as people, as individuals, even outside of dog training, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, it's like, you can get a dog who will teach you a lot, but if you get a dog with behavior problems, you are going to learn exponentially more about yourself than you ever thought was possible. Yeah. Right. And like, obviously I, I don't want people to like have to live stressful lives with dogs with behavior problems, but I tell you what, all the dogs who have graced my life that had serious behavior problems, I would not be who I am today if it wasn't for them. 100%. Yeah. It's and apparently they, they find me for a reason, but like, I can't tell you how many times, honestly, I did like try to find a different home for cowboys. I was like, I just, we can't do this. I can't do this. And it's been well worth it giving him the chance and giving myself the chance and knowing that we can do it because we have the tools to do it now where we just, I didn't, we didn't know before we had old outdated information and we're, I was uneducated. Um, I mean, even like the first training school that I did, um, that I got certified in taught all four quadrants, um, positive reinforcement, <clears throat> punishment and negative. Um, so it's definitely, Finding my place. <laughs> right. Like you've had quite the learning journey, right? Like you have yeah. sought out a lot of continued education and like learning for yourself. So can yeah. you tell everybody listening, like kind of what that looked like? So was it animal behavior college that you did first? Yes. So I started with animal behavior college. So I'm certified uh, dog trainer. And then I went on to get my certification as a um, vet tech assistant <clears throat> through ABC. And I briefly worked like in a vet clinic. Um, I have a few years, like what, four years, four or five years experience working in a chiropractic and animal chiropractic office, um, which I learned a lot there. Um, and then I, during that time, I went through another academy, um, Rocky, Mountain, Rocky Mountain Regional Dog Trainers Academy here locally in Colorado, um, where I met I Rachel. That's where we met. Yes. <laughs> um, I met Rachel and I met like so many other incredible, amazing people that are still in my life that like I would not be here today without them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and now I am currently studying, uh, through Fair Fire Academy. So, and it has been a lot of work, but it's, it's incredible. It's a lot of fun. Um, I love continuing my education. So along with other little like weekends, webinars and follow other educational things that I've done through the years. So that I can't even That's like be into list. All this COVID stuff is that like, oh my, gosh. oh my God, I've learned so much. It's amazing. Webinars that like yeah. I wouldn't have been able to like have access to otherwise. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. So, um, for everyone listening, um, if you couldn't tell the theme here, <laughs> Really good dog trainers like to continue to learn and be better. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So Stephanie, can you tell everybody what you're doing um, professionally right now, right? So obviously you work for a good feeling dog training and, and you're doing training, but can you give them more of a, a scope of like what those services look like? And then also your, your other business too. 
yeah so um i do a lot of like in-person private training for good feeling um one-on-ones and then um like to start offering more day training services um I also offer some virtual training services for um, people farther away and people in quarantine or, you know, don't want to do in-person stuff. You can do so much through virtual training. It's amazing. Um, And then, yeah. Um, And then my other business, I um, offer a house call service for nail trims for mostly cats and dogs. I have occasionally a few other. I've done a turkey, a bearded dragon, and some guinea pigs, too. So nice. give me some small animals, too. Um, and I do that all around the Denver metro area. Oh, my God. And she's amazing, right? She does, like, the whole family's nails. She does <laughs> yeah. my dogs, my mom's dogs, my mother-in-law's dogs. <laughs> She's amazing. Okay. So um, for everyone listening, um, can you just tell them like what day training looks like? Uh, yeah, day training. So I go in and I work with your dog. So you don't have to be there. You don't, you know, you can be busy working, doing your own thing. Um, I go in and I get some training done, whatever it is that we're either working on that you need, um, whether it's reactivity stuff or muzzle training or just loosely just walking um, or just, the dog needs to get out for some decompression time. Um, these are all things that I can go in and do without you needing to be there and then follow up with you afterwards as the owner to let you know what we worked on and what your dog learned. And this really helps because, you know, what? it's really hard. A lot of people, they want to get stuff done and they want to work with their dogs and train, but life gets in the way and we you know people have jobs and they don't have the capacity to also be a dog trainer for their dog all the time so it helps when I can go in and work with your dog and make some more progress when you don't necessarily have the time to do that um with whatever it is we're working on yeah heck yes oh my god day training is super beneficial and I think that it makes the owner's job just that much easier because like Yes, you're, the owner still has to be doing the training, but they get the added benefit of like the progress you're able to make with the dog in the meantime. And I think exactly. it can make it a much more reinforcing experience for everyone. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. A lot more then, success for everyone. Yes. Okay. And then, um, so for everyone listening, right, who uh, has joined in Re- Reactive Redefined or is hoping to join Reactive Redefined in the future, um, if you've been in Reactive Redefined, you probably know Stephanie because she has popped in and been on the calls to support. But I'm really excited because um, Stephanie is going to run her own group of Reactive Redefined students. So um, you have a lot of experience because you have three dogs who are <laughs> reactive, big, medium, and large, right? So yeah. I know that you're going to be able to help some amazing teams. So guys, that's another way that you can connect and work with Stephanie. Um, okay. So Stephanie, for everyone listening, can you tell them how they can find you? Uh, yeah, so I'm on mostly on Instagram. Um, so just stuff underscore click treat. Um, and then my website for nail trims is just www.magicpaws and that's P-A-W-Z.com. Amazing. Okay, so for everyone listening, just to recap, Stephanie services the Denver metro area, mostly the southern yes. element. So if you're in Littleton, yeah. Highlands Ranch, Inglewood, um, she's got you covered. Yes. Okay. Stephanie, you're a beautiful human being. I'm so glad everyone got to meet you today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was great. 
Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about how you can connect with me for training, you can go to my website, agfdogtraining.com. If you'd like more training inspiration and insight, you can follow me on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. If you'd like to become a member and support the podcast, please check us out on Patreon. You can check us out at patreon.com slash disorderly dogs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. And if you really like this podcast and you want to go above and beyond for me, you could leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts to help more like-minded individuals find us.